welcome to the Rock and Roll Research Podcast, where we share the super cool backstories and side gigs of the research and insights and user experience pros that you trust. So a couple weeks ago, um, I discovered this really interesting article on Medium, and it was all about the similarities between the process of composing and arranging music and creating really good user experience designs. Uh, wow, that's really cool. Uh, it was a really thoughtful piece. And so, of course, what did I do? I had to reach out to the author to uh, hear a little bit more about this. The author is a one Evan Dabbs of the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I discovered this really interesting story he has about starting a career in music and music education uh, and then transitioning to something more like user experience. So Really cool, and he's here to tell you all about it today on the podcast. Welcome to the show, Evan. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. And first of all, I'm blushing. Wow, like, dang. Thank you so much for all the praise. Oh, sure thing. I mean, fascinating article. Uh, shared it on LinkedIn. <laughs> like, wow, this is, and I mean, just the, the double diamond and everything. Just really uh, a really nice uh, comparison. So good stuff. So oh, thanks. So here we are. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. All right, so let's. Let's talk music to start, right? So you, yeah. um, you have been a music educator, a musician, probably a far better drummer than I ever hoped to be. So tell us about tell us about how you got into music and your journey. Sure. I mean, I, I kind of got into it like I think a lot of kids do. I, I started in middle school, like middle school band, uh, and just kind of kept going at it. It was my it was my outlet back in high school and like where I met all my friends. Like I'm still best friends with the guys I went to sixth grade percussion class with, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so I just kind of kept going to it. I, I loved it. And I went to, to music school twice uh, and I started teaching because, of course, I wasn't actually good enough to make money performing because who is? Um, and I, I really love musicians that do it. <laughs> yeah. Spoilers guys. Yeah. Uh, spoilers. Um, but, uh, you know, I love teaching and it was, it was, it was great to, to kind of do different aspects of it. I, I was, uh, just a lesson teacher and I kind of did some teching for, for different programs in the area and been a full-time band director for the past four years. Um, and just along the way, I got so many different aspects of music and education and got to do so many different cool and interesting things. So, yeah, so that's kind of how I got into it. It's just kind of one of those things I love doing and I loved teaching others how to do it. So it worked out for me. Yeah, sure. OK, so uh, so the pandemic happened. Uh, now did that have any impact on uh, your thoughts about continuing what you're doing or making the change or what's the story there? Yeah, so that was, um, I, don't, I don't know if, if anyone that will listen to this has ever tried to teach music remotely via oh, Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't, like, it's a, don't get me wrong, it's a great program and all, but it does not work, right, fundamentally. Uh, and so the school I was teaching at um, had something like 80% of their kids stay at home most of last year. Okay. And so it was just really really difficult to to make things happen so we we had kids like come in before school and and did big stretched out rehearsals and we made it work and it was all right but still we, we maybe saw half of our kids at any given rehearsal and it's just it was really disappointing because you know you spent so much time and energy investing in the kids and the program and, and making it making it successful and then it's like well suddenly 
you know, act of God happens and like we can't do what we were building towards. And so that was really disappointing and frustrating. Um, but what ended up happening was we used all these tools like uh, like smart music was one and canvas and all these other things that were, were meant to like help teachers out. And like, it was just great. And this was so cool. Um, and what I found was I was really frustrated by a lot of them <laughs> because it's just not the same. And I was like, this isn't it. Like there's gotta be somebody out there that can like fix these things, make these better or, or really help the experience for teachers and students. Right. Come to find out that's a whole career path option. Uh, and so I got into this bootcamp program through SMU and started doing some other projects and this internship and just really kind of fell in love with it because as I mentioned that article, there's a lot of similarities in those finding all these connections and in, in ways I wasn't expecting to when I, when I first just started kind of exploring and tinkering with all this. So yeah, yeah. that's really fascinating. And now I'm just trying to trying to make that full time, you know, see what, see what else is out there. So yeah, that's kind of how I got into it, but yeah, COVID direct impact on, on what I was doing. Yeah. That's interesting. Just a couple of, of fascinating angles there. I think at, at least like with the, um, doing home from, or doing school from home. I, I have three school-aged kids myself. And, you know, you think about the subjects like math and English, things like that, which are more easily accommodated, I think, at home. Yeah. And thought of something like band, right? Which just doesn't really work so well. Yeah. And, and that was exactly what we were seeing. Like our, our kids were doing all right in some of their other classes i mean some were really struggling because of x y and z for sure but yeah band was just had to be totally completely different because it's like you you can't go on a zoom call and go all right guys three two one yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I, I remember we tried that one time in like a class like in march right after you know we were online and it was that was an immediate teaching moment we we're like all right guys we'll see you tomorrow we're gonna figure this out figure out another plan here um so yeah it was just yeah, it was, a, it was a big monkey wrench for sure in our, in our plans. Too funny. Now, the, now the other point is, uh, is working with tools like GarageBand and Audacity. Yes, the, the opportunity is enormous for these music um, interfaces for yeah. better user experience, I must say. <laughs> and that's kind of what's been interesting is going back through like all of the different programs, like Audacity, GarageBand, um, you know, uh, some of the notation programs I've used, some of the other DAWs that I've used. And it's been like, oh yeah, this is a cool idea. I see why this works or why this doesn't. And you start kind of analyzing what's unique or interesting about that. And then now I'm, I'm actually been teaching this um, music theory class, IB Music uh, through, yeah. through the school. And, and that's all about, you know, letting kids compose and letting kids write and explore and arrange. So that's been kind of cool to showcase some of that to these students too and yeah. kind of get them musically digitally literate as well so yeah interesting so were there were there other potential career paths that that you were interested in seeking or was it just like did the did the light bulb go off <laughs> this is where I want to go it there was a little bit of, of tinkering and kind of exploring a few other options I you know I have some buddies that are former teachers that are in real estate or sales or a few other things and so I, I kind of looked into that a little bit just because like oh you guys seem you guys seem happy you guys you're making more money than you were as a teacher and and you you know that seems like you're doing well for yourself so why not I'll kind of explore that and what I found was like I don't really want to do that like I, I have a hard time selling to people sometimes you know what I mean it's like uh, yeah this, this house sucks man like I don't I wouldn't buy it like I couldn't 
I couldn't do that. So I, I realized I mean, like that level, was the roof is crap. The foundation suck. Like, don't, don't do this, you know? Um, so yeah, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't really see myself in those kind of roles. So then once I started looking more into the UX specific stuff, it was, it was cool because it was like, yeah, this is the problem solving and this is the collaboration. And it's, it's all those things that I, that I really enjoyed about my job. And, and ultimately it's empathizing too. Right. And that was what sold me on it. It was like, oh yeah, like my, my role as a teacher is not just to, to dump knowledge in their brains. Right. It's like making that relationship happen, knowing what they need and then reading all the stuff about UX. And it's like, oh yeah, cool. Yeah. That's, that's it, man. So, so from then it was, it was done. That was a pretty much the deal. I think after that. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's, that's really interesting. So you're leaning a little bit into some of what you shared in the article. So tell us a little bit about the, the premise of that. Yeah. So, um, you know, going through the, through the boot camp, it was a lot of different classes that I was kind of taking notes on. And I was like, would be taking notes and be like, yeah, okay, sure. Obvious. Like, yeah, that would be the next step. Uh-huh. That makes total sense. Totally, totally, totally. And then kind of looking up and, and realizing that I was the only one thinking about this from from the perspective of music education and we would break off into groups and whatever and I'd talk about yeah it would be just like doing x y and z and just kind of getting some some you know some of that look and it was uh like huh maybe maybe I have a, a different perspective or a unique perspective on this so I started just kind of jotting some notes down about it but um a lot of it was was really interesting to me was was the the process framework of this all and saying like okay if I have my ux process and it's double diamond or, or however you want to kind of define it you know you you look at all the potential options and then you kind of have to filter in and look at the small details and then you have to go back out and, and look at how to design that and then and then eventually you have to ship the thing right so you have this narrowing and, and widening of focus and i was like yeah that's that's music like i you know take a piece of music and if i'm you know if, if i'm a classically trained guy and looking at sheet music I'll read the whole piece down and I say, this was bad. This was bad. This is going to be weird. Mark it all up and you practice those little chunks and, and you do all the fine little details. And then you have to build it back together and, and work on those transitions between stuff. And eventually what do you do? You, you ship it to your, your, your users, right? In this case, the audience. Um, and so I just really liked the parallels of that and started digging in on exactly what was cool and and how this like framework even kind of looks the same right the double diamond versus what i kind of sketched out in the article about the hourglass kind of shape of, of music performance if, if you will um yeah. which we've used with students in a few other places but yeah it was just it was really interesting kind of exploring that and again the feedback from it's been incredible apparently i thought four people would read this article and it would just be for for me to be like yeah this is cool and it has totally blown me away the response i've gotten from from different folks all over um yeah 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 it's really cool it's uh it, it speaks a bit to um what i really like about people coming into either the insight space or the design space uh with from a different background right it's a experience to the table um and draw some of those connections uh, and it, it makes for uh it makes for some some um some great sort of outside in ideas as well so really cool so so welcome sure. welcome to the fold thank you good to be <laughs> so, here so so what's next for you then uh well right now so i'm working on just a couple couple projects just a couple small things uh and kind of looking for that first 
a full-time role, really. I had an internship that I just wrapped up, uh, you know, spending all day, every day on LinkedIn and putting out lots of applications and have a few interviews here and there that I'm trying to get uh, going. But yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I have a few more articles that I've, since that one, people seem to respond well to that I'm kind of writing in the same space. The next one will kind of be about um, the, the experience of, of the applause break, uh, which I, the applause I love playing. So, um, you know, at the end of a song, there's that half second before the applause kicks in. Um, or that's, that's, that moment is so like special and cool to me. Um, but I was thinking about like how that relates to an app or service or whatever. Like when you get done with the thing, there's a half moment of, Oh, this worked. Yay. And then you get to go about your day, but that's that moment you get to cling to before the performance is done or before your interaction is really done that I just think is cool. I talk to my students about that all the time. I, I made sure to make that moment special in performances and I think that's maybe what we kind of have to focus on as designers as researchers insights whatever to kind of make sure that users have the same thing so anyways probably give too much of my article away maybe (laughs) we'll edit some of that out nobody's that's really interesting I haven't really thought about that before just like that that tiny moment of satisfaction right yeah that's what it is experienced that that little bit of joy right that little bit of, of whatever emotion you're communicating in a performance even even i went to the movies last week for the first time since this all like started and it was like the credits rolled and i was like i saw a movie in a theater what a cool experience you know what i mean yeah but anyways that's really like, cool i think people that uh, that listen to this podcast will now be cognizant for a while of that little moment <laughs> i hope so man that moment is so sacred to me that is such a cool cool moment in any in anything i get to go see or do for sure before yeah. the, right before the real world creeps back in, right? Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly, cool. Awesome, okay, so um, so this is a podcast, right? Um, I don't know if you listen to other podcasts or uh, consume blogs or, or whatever, but as you think about the, the media that is important to you, either for inspiration or enjoyment, personally or professionally, what, what comes to mind? So um, I, I do love me some podcasts, and it's weird because I'm commuting a lot less these days so i i listen to far fewer of them because like right. I, I just that was the yeah, thing yeah. yeah right um but uh I, I do love me some podcasts so i, I like ux cake was was ux one that i, I really enjoyed i think oh, that right. one might be on hiatus or, or it might be, be wrapped up now but i enjoyed that one um design mba was is another good one that I, i'm really enjoying uh janelle delal uh, runs that one and he he interviews some cool people and it's, it's just an entertaining kind of podcast host so i like him yeah. Um, I also like, uh, becoming us with Brene Brown, I think it's the title of it. Uh, that's, that's kind of a fun one. She, she has a real interesting perspective and a real human touch to, to her interviews. I really enjoy, sure. um, the, the coolest thing I've checked out lately. And I'm so, this is, I'm so slow poked to this is the, uh, the Netflix show, um, abstract art of design, right. That, oh, that yeah. show. Yeah. So good. Oh man. Have you checked that one out? I haven't checked it out yet either. No, I'm, I'm even slower than you. <laughs> Jump on that. Oh my God, it's so cool. I'm okay. like, those people are fascinating. And it's it's cool because so many of them are like, you know, there, there's a few that are like, oh, I designed this thing and it's kind of specific, but pretty much all of them are like these uh, cross platform, cross idea kind of things, you know, like it's a artist who's also an engineer and an architect or yeah. um, Neri Oxman is phenomenally cool like man i 
I want to be her when I grow up. It's phenomenal, cool stuff. Because um, she's doing building structures and, and things out of like, uh, like, uh, ch- chitin, chitin, whatever, like bug, like skeletons, exoskeleton kind of oh, stuff. Wow. <laughs> super fascinating and super beautiful. And anyways, very, very cool stuff. Highly recommend. It's also like the one I can point to now because there's, yeah, the product designer from from Instagram has has an episode, so I can be like, "Hey guys, this is this is what I'm trying to do these days." Um, you know, one day I'll be half as successful as he is, but that's that's it. <laughs> so it's a nice, easy explainer for for all my music friends who are like, "No, what do you do exactly? Like, what are you?" Doing? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, those are, they're yeah. gonna be my my things that I check out most often. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate the records. We got some uh, good stuff to check out now. Thank you. Check it out. All right. Well, you know, this, this is the rock and roll research podcast. Uh, don't let that guide your answers to this question. You got to be as honest as possible, but this really is the most important question for me. Right. Uh, and you know, you with your music background, I'm really curious about your answers. So it's the classic you're, you're stranded on a desert Island. You've got three records. If you're choosing keep you company for the rest of your days, Evan, what are those records? So, okay. I, I had to really, really sit with it. This was the hardest thing I've done <laughs> in a while was figuring out these three albums because yeah. you, you know there's there's too much out there. There's there's so many good things. Um, so so I have two, two very personal answers, and then a third that well, I'm just going to say is going to be the the rotational album that I would ideally f- it just is the moment of the album of the moment. Okay, so the okay. two that it's Slayer, right? It's Slayer. I mean, I don't need, need to. Um, I don't want to jump the gun, but. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, Listen, I do love me some Slayer. There's a time and a place for that, for sure. Desert Island. Somebody's going to say Slayer at some point. Somebody will. I'm just going to go crazy. I'm going to go crazy. But it won't be today. Okay, so Evan, what do you got? All right, so the first one is actually one of the first albums I ever had as a kid. Uh, And it's Like Minds, which is a jazz album with Gary Burton, Pat Metheny, Chick Corea, Roy Haynes, phenomenal, yeah. phenomenal so jazz. Very nice, very nice. Love me some yeah. Roy Haynes for sure. Yeah, what an incredible drummer, right? Yeah. Like, and I didn't realize, you know, as a middle schooler, I was totally oblivious to jazz. But like now, I go back and listen to that. I'm like, man, that dude's <laughs> phenomenal. They all are, obviously. But anyway, so so that's that's one. Just like very, very, very homerist pick of me. I, I realize. Um, another, and this is this is kind of gaming the system, but because I like so many different like styles and genres or whatever, the Golden Record on the Voyager Probe, they they released that as an album. Oh, like, interesting. Two years ago, yeah, it was actually the first vinyl album I ever bought. I bought my wife. My wife bought it for me for Christmas that year. It was great, uh, but it's great because it's like four-ish hours of music. So I figured that's plenty of playtime. Yeah. So that and different styles and kind of changes up a little bit. What's what's um, sounded? I haven't heard that before. So it's they 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 tried to do as many different world styles as possible. You know, like aliens. Hey, check out all this cool stuff. It's yeah. not just yeah. whatever. So um, so they got like Chuck Berry on there, which is pretty great. And they have um some classical music. I think I think Bach gets on there twice, if I remember. But also yeah. just a bunch of world music. Um, and different yeah. like field recordings, nothing musicology stuff, and, and a bunch of just a bunch of different sounds and it's just endlessly cool and fascinating they also opened it with like a a song a songs of earth kind of thing so they have 
um, I think like 120 languages saying welcome to all the aliens, like hello from Earth, like in all the languages, wow. and then just different field recordings and different sounds and like whale songs and stuff, which oh, is fascinating. That's so cool. it's it's a very experiential album to to listen to. It's it's very it's very cool. But anyways, so that's that's one because I get to listen to a lot of different stuff and it's super long and. I know. I'm, if I'm stranded on a desert island, I might just want to say hello to all these people and all these languages. That might cheer me up, you know. So fair. that's fair. So I had pretty pretty good about that one. Uh, and then the other album of the moment is uh, my buddy from when I was at Arizona State getting my master's degree. He uh, he started a band and a band for a while, and they they were touring and doing great things. So Jared in the Mill, Life We Chose. Jared in the great Mill, great album. Okay, okay, yeah. Cool. They uh, they kind of aren't uh, the the lead singer Jared is, is kind of doing his own project now and that they're all with him in the studio and on some of the tours but um, they kind of all have have kind of split COVID you know like yeah. everything else yeah of course um, but uh, but a great sound great great uh, great tracks that they do and uh, yeah I don't know just just that that album really I I dig it's it's cool cool. So, Excellent. Excellent. Well, good choices. Good choices. Uh, you've given me a lot of media to, to discover here in this call. So I really appreciate that. Um, and Absolutely. I really appreciate you putting together that, that article on medium. It's uh, really cool. And it, it, it connected us, which is great. And I yeah. look forward to, uh, to the other stuff that you've got coming. Um, so I really appreciate your time, uh, Evan, and let's stay in touch with rock and roll. Thank you. Thank you.